Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, after a month-long hiatus for Sunny's Greek summer language intensive, she's back. And of course, what better way for the first Friday edition with Sunny and her amazing, fantastic co-host, Dr. Alessandra Duke. So join them for a few dispatches from Divinity School, along with some fun updates, synchronicities, to start your Friday right with a bit of inspiration from them. And now we welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I am your host, Sunny Joy McMillan. And because it's first Friday, I have a fabulous co-host. Yay, it's Dr. Alessandra. (laughs) Sunny in Seattle is here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM KKW, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always find the show archives. Um, Those can be located at the station website. That's 1150 kknw.com and you can also find the show on itunes and podcast one uh alessandra benny we've got our little zoom screen going with all three of us it's been a while i haven't seen benny for a month since we took that nice hiatus to allow me to concentrate fully and completely and actually get a minimal amount of sleep while i was doing my elementary greek class which Today was the official last like real day of class. Ooh. Next week it's just preparation for the final, which we take mid next week. So that went that was one that was quick. Right. <laughs> so it was really, really intense and really fast. Oh, it was intense. And it's going from my life before to jumping back into academia and keeping in mind that this was a six-week course designed to give you the content that you would receive in a full academic year, like two full semesters. Um, Yeah, the professor really made use of it. And what's so funny, um, not to just like jump in and monopolize, but anyway, because I want to say hi to Benny and all the things, um, but our professor's wife uh, was pregnant with their first child going into the course. And he said, there's a good chance she's going to give birth during the course. Um, and sure enough, a week ago, she did like a last weekend. So this poor man trying to teach while they're at the hospital with, you know, and this was like, they were at the hospital for three days. It was a really intense experience. They have mom and baby are healthy, but it was a very intense birth experience. So this, I'm like, I don't have anything to complain about. This man is not only (laughs) going through the whole birth thing, but brand new dad while he's trying to (laughs) manage us. So anyway, and yet still a hard class, still a lot to do. Still, I think you could complain if you want to. <laughs> oh, it's like all relative. You a new dad, but that's still a very intense course. Yeah, exactly. So anywho. Um, well, you made it. You did it. Yes. And we're back. Um, yeah. Sunny in Seattle is back. Uh, so thank you for patience and understanding um, to allow me to do that in a way that did not... Um, I don't want to say kill me, but it was, it was pretty tough. So yeah. oh. it's, it's so interesting. Cause I just get to see you all for this show once a month. And I forget that like you see Benny every week. Yeah. Benny's been a part of my life pretty much weekly for the last seven years. Oh, 
<laughs> that's really something i know yeah. i feel it's it's an honor and a joy and yeah to have a little benny in your life so yeah <laughs> i i can uh agree to that and there were times where we had a little bit of space especially on your you know travels on the mm-hmm. road uh but i got a heads up like ahead of time you know i was given a yep. you know the the monthly rundown so yeah you were able to <laughs> Chase Movi <laughs> throughout <laughs> many a parking lot. <laughs> so. Yes, I was reflecting back on our journey with her. Um, we we found her on April nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Two days into our road trip, we pulled away from Petaluma and we're heading south through California and just had gone through Mojave and we're in the middle of this desert area and that's when she ran out almost ran into our <laughs> airstream as we were trying driving along the highway anyway it's been quite the journey with her and it's funny you bring that up Benny because um I love sorry. cueing the cat in the back action Jackson has made an appearance on zoom yeah. so he, he's like you know, you're gonna talk about show. the dog I gotta make you know, yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> check um, me out I can do tricks too I know Jackson's like hello <laughs> what about, about me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you nailed it. That is him. Um, um, But one of the things that I wanted to share today, which is one of those amazing synchronicities, um, is relates to Movi and a a gentleman who came into our life to help us with her training and behavior. Um, So anyway, I'll share more about that when we get into it. But how are you all doing? Hello. (laughs) Doing great. Yeah, Benny, how are you doing? Uh, Staying cool. We still don't have air conditioning in the last week in the studio. So it's a good thing you guys aren't here. Well, in the studio, it's you not don't as have... bad as you think. It's a, been hovering around yeah, you're seventy-eight. Like still wearing like a zip-up jacket because it's a oh. comfortable thing for me. It's just, it's that you're I just not hot. No, oh, I'm, I'm not moving have, very much. It's it's been in the sixties pretty much. We've had like one two days of heat, and when I say heat, <laughs> it was ninety degrees, and businesses closed down. Yeah. <laughs> So I've, I just laughed coming from Texas. I mean, of course, everybody has air conditioning in Texas. But anyway, it has been so, uh, so nice and cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's really, it's really wild adjustment for me. I tell you, like, all of the many gifts that Florida has given me. And the, it has been rich and abundant. And I know I needed to be here. And, and yet... <laughs> it's very hot here and it is relentless in its pursuit mm-hmm. at being hot yes this is why we turned north and went to michigan instead of coming to see you in florida last spring i i can't this is why i'm in the pacific northwest i can't mm-hmm. do that anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> benny you were about to say something was it no oh, no not at all i was just saying everything else is hunky-dory mm-hmm. here and uh it's a good thing you know you're technically not here but we have zoom we can make things work but mm-hmm. everything's all good i've been uh, working on the house a little bit getting my floors in boy that's a challenge i got a really big splinter that i dug out Ugh. that's what about kind of the highlight that's a highlight of my doing? that's a highlight of my day <laughs> or my week uh, you're like, I have achieved. Yeah. yeah, I've gotten the splinter. I, know, I am done. My work is done. Right. Yeah. No, I ripped out all the old floors, the old hardwoods, and then put in uh, uh, the LVP stuff. So, yeah. Oh. Looking pretty good. I'll send photos. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Here for me. Yeah. And, well, where shall we dive in, Alessandra? I know I just read your text because I hopped over from class to yes. get on with well, you all. 
Yeah, and I just, I thought your, um, you even mentioning, which I cannot believe it's already been over a year since Movi came Mm -hmm. into the picture because Mm -hmm. it's like we've been on one another's journeys so much together. And so, but you did mention in your text that now, um, as seems to, as seems to like go right along with her where things sort of divinely line up, like you said, Mm -hmm. a dog trainer has come out of, out of the divine. And so I'm curious about that. Like what is, what's happening? Yes. You've got some some updates and maybe they're kind of related. Yeah. And I want to share this because I will share this in the framing it up. There is a, a tool from Abraham Hicks and it's, I, it makes me so sad. I don't have my bookshelf Mm. here. Everything is in storage right now. Mm. Um, but one of their books, oh gosh, ask and it is given, I think. And there's Mm. a whole, it's like a book of processes. So there's one in there and I believe it's called the universal manager. And it, it goes something along the lines of pretend that there is a universal manager out there in the ethereal realms or, and when I do this with clients, I always just say, you know, what do you do? You know, you want to call it God, you want to call it your angels, you want to call it whatever you want to call it. This is divine mm-hmm. assistance. And so um, this is a process they describe where you take a piece of paper and you write a line down the middle. And on one side of the page, um, you basically write your entire to-do list. Like this is all the stuff that is, whether it's urgent and needs to be done today or just stuff that you know that's been hanging on for years, you know, clean out mm-hmm. that that closet in, in the garage or something. <clears throat> and then on the other side of the page, you write kind of the universal manager and you pretend that there is this, you, this, divine universal manager out there that will do whatever is asked basically will help you assist you and so you can pick a few things from your big huge list and move them over to the universal manager list and and um uh or sorry now i'm thinking i have it's been a while since i've looked at this sorry you basically put all the things under the universal manager and so while you're working on like your triage list for the day, just pick a couple things a day to work on. But while that you're working on your urgent things for any given day, the universal manager is basically handling all this other stuff. It's holding it for you, working in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could just envision like all the little angels or the beings of light mm-hmm. kind of working in the divine tapestry to pull things together for you so that it's not so effortful on your part and you will be surprised. And this has happened in my own life. This movie example is a good example of it, but I can give you many more Mm -hmm. where without your having to do much or anything, things from the list under the universal manager are magically resolved or solved. So you may, let's say that there's something on it where uh, you need help with a project and you don't know how to do it. And you happen to be on the phone with a friend who says, oh, you know, I know how to do this thing. And you're like, oh my gosh, could you help me with this? And they're like, absolutely, magically solved. Or maybe something where it's like a group project, you know, and then someone calls and says, oh, you know what? I already took care of that. You don't have to do it. Check right off the list. So these things can happen kind of in the background. So I had kind of on my own version of a universal manager list. We need to find a trainer for Movi. She is like this first year with her, I've shared on the show when we were on our trip, she is not a, a doodle. <laughs> That's what we laugh about. You know, doodles are so easy, happy, bouncy. 
they're not terribly moody. Um, and the reason I say this is because there are like a dozen doodles at the daycare facility where yeah. Moby goes. It's like, I feel like the doodle is like the signature <laughs> Seattle dog. It really is. Mm-hmm. And, but they're just, they're so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moby is not easy. She is complicated. She is moody. She is needy. She is, is the smartest dog you've ever met. Mm-hmm. So she takes a lot. Um, and so we really needed someone to help us with her because, you know, in social situations, we just need to know how she needs direction from us to feel safe. Otherwise mm-hmm. she's trying to manage the situation and she's a shepherd. So mm-hmm. she can, she, she is um, fearful of new things. And mm-hmm. anyway, so I'm like, we've got to find someone, especially before I head off to school in the fall yeah. because I'm taking Movi. And it's going to be a new situation. And I want to make sure that um, that I have the tools to be the right kind of, I mean, for lack of a better word, pack leader for our little family. So she's not the one trying to handle everything and mm-hmm. uh, which is not a good way to go with her. Um, mm-hmm. So I had reached out. And if anyone has tried to secure dog training um, since the pandemic, during or since the pandemic, what I found and what I had heard going into this was, so many people got dogs during the pandemic, number one, and then there was a huge need for dog training because a lot of these people were new dog owners and didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Then there was also the factor of, you know, people weren't able to meet for so long and there's a backlog once you get in. I called so many facilities. I got so many referrals. I, I can't tell you over 20 places or individuals I called. Mm-hmm. no one was taking new clients or their waiting list was so long. They wouldn't even put me on the waiting list. And I had kind of mm-hmm. thrown up my hands at that point and just put it on the universal manager list and said, the person's yeah. going to arrive when we yeah. need them. So happened to be speaking with the woman who owns the daycare facility, who I hadn't asked strangely mm-hmm. to this point, but it's a new daycare facility that we were taking her to. She goes, Oh, I got someone for you. And I'm thinking, I don't even care who this person is. We need a dog trainer mm-hmm. now. And I call him. And I don't, he doesn't have like a website really. She just gave me his name and number. So I know nothing going into this. And he, he said, well, why don't you tell me a little about the situation? I said, we've got a German shepherd. She's rescue. She's intense. And he said, oh yeah, I worked with quite a few of them when I served. And I'm thinking, okay, served. So he must be former military. And immediately I'm going to say my preconceived notion was Um, or my general stereotype was, oh crap, I hope he still uses like positive reinforcement. It's not like a Mm fear-based, you Mm -hmm. break the dog and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like breaking a horse versus horse whispering, like joining up with the horse. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh gosh, I hope this is okay. So this wonderful, and not only did he take my call, he had availability that week because this is not his full-time gig. And then anyway, so he shows up that same week And as it turns out, I will just say, like, jump to the end of the story. I could not have scripted a more perfect individual for Movi. This Mm -hmm. man, he is a former Marine. Um, He was a canine handler in the Marines. And then he trained other handlers. And the primary dogs they work with in the military are Belgian Malinois and German Shepherds. So this is his jam. And... He has the softest, gentlest energy. Like if you saw him on the street, you'd go, there is no freaking way this man was a Marine. Like he is not what you envision at all. Uh But he like has Movi's number. Like, and it was, we've been working with him every other week. 
we're going to ramp it up to once a week until I leave for school. This man is perfect. And it just like Movi is 180 degrees different since he came into our lives. It just, it, it is a joy to work with her with the right direction because he knows and he uses a combination of positive reinforcement and very, it's kind of, you know, what you'd see like on Caesar Milan, like it's, mm-hmm. he is, he's, um, he doesn't mess around, but there is no punishment. There's no, I mean, mm-hmm. well, there's, there's correction, but it's not in a pain or fear-based way. Right. And it's, oh my gosh. More like a pack leader mentality. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's amazing. Like that's all Movi needs is direction and to trust mm-hmm. that someone is in charge. That's not her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it, I, I'm just, I can't, he left that first day and Chase and I just looked at each other and just then looked at the sky and just went universe. Thank you. Oh my God. This is, he literally is a godsend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was easy. It was effortless. And he basically just appeared in our lives. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just crazy. And fast forward to, and there's the other piece. This is all update stuff. Sorry. I'm monopolizing yeah. the conversation. No, you're, great. you're doing great. But as you know, I have been on the house hunt now for several mm-hmm. months and place after place, it just, mm-hmm. they, they, if they took pets, they wouldn't take Movi or if they would take big dogs, they didn't take German shepherds because she's a restricted breeder or, or the place didn't have, you know, it wasn't going to be good for a winter. So I had concerns about it being called like there was every place there was something Or Mm -hmm. I had one place and we were in the final process of approval. And after the landlord had already said, I'll take Movi, no problem. Came back after we'd already paid and done some things, didn't want us anymore. (laughs) Like something is happening. Ah! Because of the dog? Uh Yeah, it was apparently, I think the way that it was explained to me was a longtime resident who would be my across the hall neighbor found out there was a German shepherd coming and said, no. I don't want a German shepherd in our building. I, yeah, I don't know if they had a, had a bad experience. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't ask, but it's one of those things where I, I, I use this analogy or metaphor a lot. I think of life like a game of Jenga and you know, when you're playing Jenga and you're pushing on the little blocks, some of them, there's a lot of resistance. The ones that's going to cut the one that will come out. That is the perfect one to move is the one that will not take down the tower and it will come out easily and effortlessly. So mm-hmm. I'm just, that's how I kind of like my life. I just tap, like tap, 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 tap. And when I feel like a nice, easy, effortless give of whatever it is, then I go through it. Uh-huh. Well, this place, I could have pushed harder or any of these places, I could have pushed harder, but if it's not fairly effortless or harmonious, um, these are borrowing terms from you know mm-hmm. Sarah Landon's teachings, but I just yeah. love the way it, it, that resonates the feeling Mm -hmm. in the body for me. Um, but, um, so I thought, okay, pass on to the next Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, yesterday, um, I signed the lease on the most perfect little place. So Mm -hmm. all the things I wanted to be on the Yale shuttle line in case I can't drive in snow, um, Mm -hmm. to have, um, you know, an in unit washer and dryer, which I know Mm -hmm. sounds, it's great privilege to even have one of those in your to have it even available to you in the city in which you live. I know having been in some countries when we taught English as a second language. So this is going to sound like very entitled and privileged, but I really wanted a washer dryer in my unit, which in a college town, a lot of these old houses, they have a setup where it's like coin operated in the basement, Mm -hmm. you know, which is fine, but I'm in my forties. I really like, (laughs) I do not want to be bringing my laundry down to a basement. Yes. 
again, knowing that some people don't, you know, having lived in the Airstream and being in RV parks mm -hmm. and having to carry your laundry all kinds of places, like I know, but so um, anyway, that was something that I wanted. And of course they needed Moby and I wanted to be able to step out the door on a first floor unit. So I'm not having to get suited up with a leash and walking, going down an elevator, all these things, yeah. this little place has them all. And this is just like all the connecting of the dot pieces. Mm. They had concerns about Moby. And so they said, could you provide what well, I'd offered? I said, I'm happy to provide references. And they were like, what kind of references? And I said, well, our trainer is a former military handler, which carries some weight, I think. Mm -hmm. And then the daycare center. <laughs> so had John not come into our life, the trainer, I, I texted him. And he had a beautiful reference letter turned around in 30 minutes. And <gasps> I was able to provide that to the owner and that was, we were golden. That was like the kind of final piece in the puzzle with, you know, the, you know, the documentation that they want to support yes. your application and everything. And that was one of those final pieces. Had John not come into our life six weeks ago, mm -hmm. I would not have had that at my disposal to be able to immediately come back to them and say, mm -hmm. we're good. Right. It's just, it just the things all came together and i'm so excited about this little place it has everything it's like a little guest cottage behind a big home it's per it's tiny it's perfect for movie and i and i'm i am i'm just over the moon like it just all came together i've had and the other experience i will say about this is you know my parents and i have not lived in the same state for many many years they don't yeah. travel anymore um i don't see them very often and so you know we talk once a week or something they have been such a part of this process like you know, kind of helping me look mm -hmm. for a place and supporting me. They want to come, they want to help me since I won't be working while I'm in school. Um, you know, and I did not expect that. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I'm midlife, like, <laughs> yeah. but they have so generously like agreed to help with certain things, like, so that I don't mm -hmm. have the pressure of trying to either blow through savings or, um, try to keep working while I'm in mm -hmm. school. It's just, mm -hmm. it's like this puzzle, for divinity school has been a long time putting together yeah. but i'm the pieces like the picture is there if you're looking yeah. at like the puzzle on your table like all there are some little fillers here and there it just uh so moral of the story universal manager list for those things mm -hmm. that you need some help with and um playing it like a game of jenga and mm -hmm. the right place will come together um, I love it. Yeah. How right did things. you stay steady? Like, cause I think sometimes the game of Jenga and I do <laughs> it myself. I mean, it's a, it's a great visual, right? Because mm -hmm. you and I have talked about pursuing paths that have the more easeful energy mm -hmm. or pursuing, you know, when you start to feel the bolder energy. And I think about that in terms of the Jenga too, right? So when you're pressing those pieces and seeing what's most effort, less <laughs> how do you how do you keep yourself from I don't know I guess just like throwing in the towel when it's just like ah uh, every every Jenga piece seems like it doesn't want to go you know like how do you stay steady in those moments uh three things come to mind and I hope I don't lose mm -hmm. them my ADD brain um while <laughs> I'm trying to talk about well, um, number one, um, that, do you remember we talked, this was, I think around December when I was working with this book, a book by Melanie Beattie. Um, I think most people yes. know her from codependent no more, but this book yes. was called make miracles in 40 days. And it was basically 
uh, if you want to call it radical gratitude, which is what Tosha Silver has been calling it. Um, But it's basically when something happens that from the human perspective creates um, uh, fearful thoughts, painful thoughts, or uncomfortable emotions, Mm -hmm. I would just say, first off, thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you that I am so frustrated that it has taken this long to find a place. Thank you that I have fear that I'm not going to find a place and Movi and I are going to be living, um, you know, in a hotel until we can figure out where to go. Um, you know, all of those Which things. would make for its own great story. Yes. And the reason, and I'm not saying thank you to spiritually bypass that experience. I am saying it because so that I don't spiritually bypass because when you actually say that practice of thank you, you are acknowledging the uncomfortable feelings. So it helped me just uh, to do that. And then number two, I don't let it mean anything in the big picture. So let's say it happens to me on one of those days when I'm hungry, angry, lonely, tired, you know, what Mm -hmm. is that, that halt and and recovery movement um, or recovery programs, you know, when you are you know, when you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, like that's a very vulnerable place to be, mm-hmm. um, not just in recovery, but I think in, in generally in life. And so when I am feeling those things, I know just to go to sleep and not do anything else that day, just mm-hmm. put it away, let the divine work on it in the meantime. And I am going to turn to something that is, mm-hmm. that is, um, nourishing or replenishing for me. Yeah. Um, and then also just knowing do you, you remember when you were on your road trip, um, now that you, when you were in it, there were times when you didn't know where the next place that you would stay would be, or something wasn't working out, mm-hmm. but now looking back in hindsight, it always worked out. Did it not? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And, and now, maybe not at all. Like I had planned, right. But it worked some version of it worked itself so, out. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you have evidence that even in pinch situations and, and you got more and more pinch, like, you know, the degree of risk that you were taking got larger and larger. Yes. The more you were on this trip, as you built up your risk muscle or your risk, Mm -hmm. uh, what is the word? Um, uh, if we're normally risk averse, you were building up risk tolerance. Tolerance. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I have nothing but evidence of the past decades of my life now in big and small situations, huge life situations, small daily synchronicities Mm -hmm. that everything always works out. And so I just put a placeholder with that evidence, knowing that it's not working out today. There's a good reason for it, I'm sure. And Mm -hmm. how cool is this soul growth going to be on the other end of it? How cool is the story going to be when I say how hard it was? Because who wants to watch Star Wars if there wasn't a huge battle with the death star mm. like that's the part that makes it cool is the going yeah. through the challenge so i'm yeah. like writing the story okay it always has worked out it will work out mm-hmm. so here we just mm-hmm. keep playing jenga tomorrow until yes. we get it right yes yeah i think it's interesting because even as you're talking about that i'm thinking about this current you know just it, it's been important to me part of me you know, getting a place here in Florida was so that I could continue my commitment to travel and having the freedom and things like that. And so right now I'm in this, um, I think I had said before, you know, I was thinking about going out West this summer was feeling very bolder energy, very just like, um, almost get this visual of like, 
uh, closet doors just quickly shutting, you know, or just people kind of like, "Mm, just turning away, you know? So I just feel like, okay, that's, that wasn't feeling good. And then the moment that we pivoted and we thought, well, what about like staying on the East coast and all of these beautiful opportunities opened up. And so we've Mm -hmm. been looking at these two couple of windows of time that no matter what we're doing or looking at or where we're looking, it's like the combination of finding something that will work with us, with the dogs, with the space that we need to both be able to work and see clients from home um, and at all at a price point that we feel is reasonable and Like uh, that combination of asks seems it's I'm getting the real tough Jengas. So oh. we are just like, okay, and trying to pay attention to this is starting to feel a little bit bolder energy. And mm. I'm right in that that kind of decision point of like, okay, maybe we maybe the it our adventure doesn't last as long and we, you know, we see this as like, okay, we're going to leave early, you know, come back home, um, not make the adventure last as long. Um, is that the path or is it like, you know, for a while I was saying, I know how these things work. I know how we hand it over to the divine, you know, and because there could be an even greater plan. Yeah. And I'll get these right now. It's just interesting to watch. Like I'll get these wishes where I'll be like, I know the plan. I just, you know, usually it's a great story. Like I had this divine download and I asked this woman who came to my mind, Hey, you know, and so I did that and I was like, Oh my gosh, I have a feeling she's going to get back to me. And she's going to say, yes, actually that does work for you to come use the space for this. And she <laughs> she said, no, that does not <laughs> And so I was like, "Mm, I don't really feel like them working out and I'm trying to hand this over to divine, you know, and this is a very like, you know, light example of how we can use this in life. But I'm, I can feel myself right at that point where I'm, I'm leaning into the divine, but not completely as fully as, as I know to do Mm -hmm. and Also, though, when I am, I'm trying to pay attention to, is this bolder energy? Is this reroute energy? Like, what is this? You know what I mean? And when you say bolder energy, because I know know what you're talking about, but what's the... Yeah. So like the bolder energy, I think about when we are, we're trying to make something work, which Uh even in our human mind, making something work is an interesting concept because there's what our human mind has that we think is a great idea. And then there truly is what the divine has in store, which I'm trying to go up against that. I feel like is kind of a fruitless, it's a fruitless battle, but also I feel like the divine usually has a better idea. Yeah. So when we are trying to make something happen, you know, and I can feel this, whether it's a program that I'm doing in my work or it's, you know, a trip I'm trying to plan or a relationship or a friendship that I'm trying to nurture. Some things when you're trying to do them feel like that easeful, open, I feel expansiveness in my chest or I feel excited. And even if things feel a little bit of cha- like challenging it doesn't feel like a heavy 
weighted energy, whereas mm-hmm. the bolder energy feels like I, it's the energy of just pushing a boulder up a hill. <laughs> yes, and just like, this is heavy, this feels hard. There's a heaviness or weightedness in my body around this. This feels, um, this feels not fun, right? And I and I think like that's that's a lot of what we know when we you know we read Abraham Hicks and things like that. It's you know it's not just like thinking your way to the positive. It's just like tuning into your just general energy and what you're able to attract, right? And mm-hmm. and I feel like when we've got that that bolder energy. We're not staying in our pleasure. We're not staying in playfulness or or positive flow or vibration of life, like the flow of that river. We are just heading yeah. upstream, pushing, <laughs> pushing, pushing. So that's what I'm trying to notice more and more that I really didn't. I really didn't take time or take seriously before because I've always, you know, I was raised with the mindset of, you know, you work hard and, you know, like, oh, this is hard, too bad, keep going, right? That kind of narrative. And and that's actually done me well. I mean, that's what made me push through school and pay for college and this is hard and here I go. Is this joyful? No. (laughs) This is what we're quote unquote supposed to do, should do, you know, overcome, overcome, overcome and hustle. Yep. And I'm so gifted at that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying. And, you know, my, my divine trip across the country really helped me let go of that and start looking for where is the ease? Yeah. Where are those those movable Jenga parts, where do I feel that flow instead of, you know, I mean, instead of just continuing to try to push. So even in me wanting to go to Washington this summer, it's like, okay, well, that was always the plan. So, oh, it's hard. I'm just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Right. And so to actually be like, huh, this is definitely bolder type energy, you know, it's yep. no fun. So then pivoting. So anyway, it's like right in that moment where I, I think sometimes we do it to ourselves where we can really, if we're not handing it over to divine, if we're not relinquishing control, if we're not truly surrendering, then we're still pushing and grasping. Yeah. And that's when I think it gets very, very tiring. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you are still, this is like in real time, you're still in it right now. Yeah. And yeah. we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And, and it's like, I'm tuning in to be like, okay, you know, whatever is intended for us over that time, mm-hmm. asking, you know, divine to please make that known. And, you know, if we're not intended to be there or be away from home, make that clear, block us, you know, yeah. and if this is the block, so be it, you know? So I'm, I'm trying to trust that and I can feel myself like, Oh, but I'm feeling exhausted and kind of a little like, um, crunchy. So mm. I must still be hanging yes. on. Right? Yes. <sighs> I feel like you saying that you're, when we were coming in today and you're feeling a little bit 
what was the word you used? Flat. Flat. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like we've the last first Friday. I <laughs> do you remember when you were looked at me on Zoom and were like, "Oh, Sunny, I want to <laughs> just hold." Like, if I ever have the urge to hold a client or a friend, like, put a blanket around you. then you know that's kind of a sign that the person is depleted tired drained all the things and I'm like oh you nailed it I think that day I got off of our call or the uh sunny in Seattle and and then ended up sleeping most of the day which was awesome I had that but I feel like that we've kind of (laughs) today (laughs) you're you're feeling flat and I'm feeling a little more energized than I was last time yeah that's how it goes Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything, uh, let's see. Um, oh, that was the other thing. Um, I, I have no idea what this even means from your text. Okay. Well, number one, writing stories yes. from your adventure. Yay. Yay. And, but, uh, what it pairing up with matchmakers? Tell me what is that about? Oh, okay. So I had this, this is a fun thing. Okay. Because I m- most recently, um, well, really recent. Okay. It was right after I got engaged and I had been working with several, um, several single clients who were struggling to find love. And I'm, I focus on a lot of like pleasure and you getting into your juiciness and having Mm -hmm. fun, no matter what, like you creating an energy and a currency that creates Mm -hmm magnetism right yes um for you and for you to have an amazing great time while you're dating no matter what anybody else is doing right right and i i started to see um i was talking to some clients and i i said well have you considered hiring a matchmaker you know and Mm -hmm. they were just kind of like i don't know i guess i could look into it you know all this stuff Mm -hmm. and then one day i said well what if i did that for you and they were like well then that would be amazing I don't know what you're thinking right and so I had I had been thinking like huh wouldn't it be cool to do something with a matchmaker and anyway I was I was laying there it just resting in bed I just had had a long week whatever but I just was like I need to rest and in under 10 minutes I had this clear download for um, a program to offer women who are looking for love, this wide variety of matchmakers to come and teach them how to be more strategic. I had all of the copy written (gasps) in under 10 minutes. I wrote it all on my phone and I started connecting. I just thought, okay. And I just felt this guidedness. So I've never worked with matchmakers before. I've never... I just felt like, and sure, I love love, but it's not like I've been like, hey, single ladies, who's looking to ever, you know, that's just like, so I just thought, oh, this is interesting. I'm just going to follow it because I could feel this almost like, um, almost like experiencing sort of like a sparkle or a glimmer in my chest Mm -hmm. and just like almost like I was just being drawn this Mm -hmm. way you know this way and that so I was like okay well let me look up some matchmakers and Mm -hmm. put the word out there and hey would you be interested in collaborating and then it was fascinating because one got back to me and I was saying these are the dates that I would be you know available Mm -hmm. and then one said well this is the only date that would work for me then the next person who responded this is the only date that would work for me it was right after that one (laughs) and the next one responded I would love to do this date right after they all magically lined up 
five weeks right in a row. Oh, that's awesome. It, it became this like um, this program that I just sent my um, social media manager, Nicole, uh, uh, just a text saying, here's some things I was just writing in bed while I was laying there. Here's yeah. some things you can use on social media. And, and so we're starting the program next week. <gasps> and there's already eight people signed up for it. Wait, well, okay, no, we, you, like plug it. I didn't know this was happening, but wait, okay, where do they go? They go to your website? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, this is an, this is an accidental plug because really- <laughs> It really, it just felt so divinely guided, you know, and I just love the conversations with these humans so much. And I'm like, these people are doing such phenomenal work. It felt like, it felt like, you know, we can't ever explain why to anyone else, but certainly the way that their, their work and how they're working with relationships and people in the world, and each one of them does it a little differently. um, It just cracked something open in me. Like I have just been like, what? How did people even know this was a job and you're helping who with what? I'm just like in this cool moment right now. And so getting to collaborate with them just feels really joyful and fun. And so, yeah, so you can, um, you can go to my website. I actually put it up. It's called magnetic. It's a, what's your website? Oh, oh, (laughs) you don't know. (laughs) So if you go to alessandra.com just alessandra yeah i bought just alessandra how who in the world owned the dot com alessandra.com me nobody had it what it was for sale i mean it wasn't for sale it was just like you just yes you didn't have to pay exorbitant alessandra yeah (laughs) okay and i just say can i just back up a little bit My work before I ever went to law school was in, I was a legal assistant. I went from college, like in this little clerk program, and then I became a legal assistant and then I went to law school. So I was with this fancy pants international law firm in Houston for several years. And I worked in the intellectual property department, which, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, that's kind of a big umbrella. Part of my work dealt with that the internet was still fairly new. Mm -hmm. And so we were buying up domain names like nobody's business for huge Mm -hmm. clients. Like these were huge oil and gas companies and everything. So um, we were buying thousands of domain names just so that no one else could buy them. And so even back then, I know what a premium it is to have certain domain names for this age in the internet. The only thing that I can imagine that happened is someone had it. And they let it lapse accidentally. And you mm-hmm. just happened to check <laughs> domains.com the day that it became available and snatched that thing up. Yeah. That well, is divine right there. That is divine. And I was thinking, you know, because my my spelling of Alessandra, the A-L-Y-S-O-N-D-R-A, mm-hmm. is like such a unique spelling. Thank you to my parents that yeah. it makes, it opens up more opportunities, I think. Right. But I, I've always just wanted to be like, since I was a little girl, I was so enchanted by Madonna. I loved everything <laughs> she did. I loved every, all of her videos. I loved, I wanted her to be my best friend, sister, mother, anything. Ah! I just thought she was the coolest. And I thought it was so neat. She could just be Madonna, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to be Alessandra, you know, <gasps> yes. so it was really fun to buy that domain name. So yeah, you could just go to alessandra.com. And then, um, if you, it's, it's right on the upper tabs, it's called magnetic. It's a dating summer series, magnetic. dating summer camp. 
Okay. And then I also, this is like, I, here we are. This is, uh, again, real time, but it reminds me also, if you wanted to do like a bonus offering, just depending if this yeah. is, if this works out, um, very unusual for me to interview a person like this, but I don't, she just, when, she, when, I don't know if it was her publicist approach, um, but she helps people create their online profile if they want to do online dating. And she was delightful and fun to talk to. And so she's kind of in that world too. So maybe, uh, uh, maybe if you want her name, we can connect after the show and yes, I don't know. I would love that. I would love yeah. that. Yes. I think that would be, that would be amazing. Cause one of the bonuses I am offering for people, the first 15 that sign up is a, um, one dating profile audit by a pro. Oh, so be like by me or one of the matchmakers, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yes. Yeah. I would love to get that information. Oh, and just... I think, I think something that is unique about this is it does feel like, um, really divinely guided and I feel very little attachment to outcome which is yeah. really nice because it's like I don't know that I've gotten to this point in my relationship with the divine where it's like I don't know what is intended to come from this I don't mm -hmm. know if anything's intended to come from this I don't know if there's a lot of people intended to come or really like this was specifically for one person who yeah. needed to hear it you know yes and so I just, I end up doing these things because, you know, ADHD brain, it's like you've got a million different ideas. And I feel like for me, it's always needing to make a choice of, of which to follow because yeah. everything is so fascinating. Yes. So, um, so I just felt it was a very similar feeling like when my house became available, um, I saw the listing, it came up and it was near like, people can't see me, but I'm like, I'm, I'm just like gently lifting the top of my shirt, right? Like a little pull, like it was like yes. somebody had me by the collar in the most gentle, loving way and uh -huh. just guiding me. And I remember that feeling when I saw the house, I literally just started walking out the front door when I saw the listing for uh -huh. this house and toured this house. Yes. Like I just knew I needed to go see it. That was likely the house. There was something that was like, here, come over uh -huh. here, please. And that to me for my ADD brain is often what I need. Like focus over here. Uh -huh. We're going this way because I can go in a bunch of different directions. So it was cool with this magnetic program to feel that same feeling. Yes. Like over here, come over here, look over here, you know, I need you to yeah. do this. And so it's just, it's just a fun experiment for me. And I think, I think exciting to, you know, shake up my business a little bit, do a new mm -hmm. offering and, and have it be divinely led is cool. I love it. I feel mm -hmm. so much um, energy around that. You know, I, mm -hmm. I had a client once the way that she would describe it as there were things that were life-giving and kind of lit up versus things that were depleting. And yeah. that feels very life-giving what you mm -hmm. just described. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that the woman that I, I just wanted to, since I mentioned it, just in case anyone is interested, yeah. this was an interview I did in December, 2019. Her name is Alyssa Dineen, D-I-N-E-E-N. -E -E but anyway, it's she, uh, yeah, she was, I think, a former writer for Cosmopolitan or former editor at Cosmopolitan or something. Anyway, anywho, so yeah. yo, very excited. Okay. That's 
fun. And who okay. would have, who would have guessed? Who would have thought? I know. And wait, you had another update, didn't you? Dispatches from Divinity School. Yes. Tell yes. me about this idea. Okay. So, um, and this is for anybody out there listening too, um, that what, because this has been a constant um, question since I even began applying to Divinity School is what will my work look like, if any? What will the show look like? What will, mm-hmm. how will I stay connected yet allow myself knowing like for example how intense this elementary greek course was Mm -hmm. if that's any indication of what like my semester will be like with a full course load um i don't have a lot of bandwidth for a lot of other things so how can i still stay connected with folks without it feeling taxing um and being a huge drain on my time and energy that i need to devote to school okay um so it's so funny when you said, oh, what were you saying um, when you were, you felt like a, was it, you said it kind of felt like a sparkle around this idea? Yeah. That, it's like almost like, like glittery. Sparkly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I have, for the year that we were on our sabbatical, which again, like it, it didn't make sense, but I didn't have a whole lot left to give at that point. I think, you know, after the pandemic and not knowing what was happening with divinity school and kind of reaching like a point in my work where I didn't know where I was supposed to go next with it. Anyway, I needed that year. And, but during that time, my point in saying that was I did not feel very generative. If that's a word, mm-hmm. like I used to feel like a pretty um, open conduit for like ideas that would come through. And I had my little spiritual practice and I could depend on, you know, ideas and things happening, but it was just that last year, like I just wasn't in that place. And so I, I wondered what is, what does this mean? Is it, I'm kind of shutting down inspiration and ideas while I'm in school so that I can just, my brain can focus on that. But what happened during this elementary Greek class was it's funny when you add, it's kind of like alchemy or making stew. Maybe that's a better you know, when you start putting new ingredients in the pot, it changes the flavor of the stew and you're getting like a whole new thing, like mm-hmm. a whole new mm-hmm. product or a whole new. So adding Greek into my life, which is a whole different ingredient than anything that I was currently consuming, it, it just shook everything up. And I think it's just your brain, like the neural connections start firing in different ways. Yeah. So the connections are being made from areas that aren't normally connecting. And I just started getting like fun ideas that I thought Mm. were analogous to the spiritual journey and to the stuff that I, I really want to end up teaching and doing, which is a combination of the spiritual work with this, the the religious history component, the things that aren't known, the things that were suppressed, Mm. the things that are relevant now for where we are as a species. Um, all that to say, for example, okay, so I want to do, and I don't know if this will be in my newsletter or if it will be some, you know, form of the show or something, but basically like dispatches from divinity school, um, which would be my way of sharing what I'm learning in the moment and how that relates to perhaps someone else's life or their spiritual journey. So for example, in Greek, our professor, he's so cute. Um, he's like I said, he's younger than me. They just had their first baby this week. Mm. Um, but he is so focused on, he, he knows Latin, Greek, and a couple mm. of other languages. Like this is his jam and his, his thesis or his, I'm sorry, dissertation that he has been working on for years now is 
around looking at the books of the New Testament, not as these, you know, I think in the most simplistic version of, for example, how I was raised, like in a church, you know, you have the gospels of, you know, Matthew, mm -hmm. Mark, Luke, John, whatever. For, and you think, oh, Mark actually sat down with his little pen and he wrote this account of Jesus's life contemporaneously <laughs> while Jesus was alive. He was, or maybe just right after he died, you know, mm -hmm. that, that next year. Oh my gosh. This is, I mean, that's the most simplistic thing and, and I think understanding of it, but what my professors, you know, studies like the history of how all of these books came to be and what was involved. And so I learned this week, this exceeded anything that I was even aware of, but that for the books of the New Testament of the Bible, there have been discovered over 5,400 fragments or manuscripts mm. that all came together to make those few books yeah. in the New Testament. And so, and these date range for these fragments or manuscripts, it depends. Like sometimes they just get a little fragment that they found. Sometimes they get like a full page. Oh, um, and I know we got to wrap it up quick, <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Um, there have been 5,400 ranging from, and the date ranges on those are like at least 200 years after Jesus died, at least 200, some mm -hmm. of them 400 or more. Yeah. So basically you've got, the point being is that when you were working with the new Testament, I feel like if you don't bring your soul into the picture as kind of this, um, device to help you pull the nuggets of truth and meaning that are most applicable to your life and to the collective right now as a mm -hmm. species in humanity, you are not getting what you need to out of mm -hmm. this, you know, hundreds of year old or, you know, millennia old ah, story. And so just, I wanted to be able to share, like some people don't know, you know, those 5,400 yes. fragments that to me, that it, like my, my son, my professor is working on his dissertation. These are books have been repositories of many stories and many truths that um, are much wider, broader, deeper, and not necessarily as reliable as we may have thought mm. or some people think. And so mm. can you use your own soul as kind of, if you like Phil Pullman's work, the alethiometer, the truthometer, mm. um, to be able to work with these texts in a way that is alive and um, timely, present for mm. us now, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So anyway, dispatches from Divinity School. That's what we're going to be doing as I go to Divinity School. Maybe it'll be on social media. Maybe it'll be the show. Maybe it'll be the newsletter. Maybe it'll be a combination of all of the things. Yes, yes. So we'll get to like hear firsthand some of your reflection mm -hmm. and interpretation and yes. piecing together. Yes, the content that I'm learning and what are you going to make it mean and how does yes. it apply to one's life? Yes, you and get you're to actually going to be have it be helpful. Yes. Yes. So you can kind of go to divinity school. Even if you are not currently enrolled, you will get little bits and pieces. I love it. I love it. So amazing. Okay. So divine. Yes, it is. On that <laughs> note, uh, we're at the end of our hour. Today was the first Friday of the month, uh, which means that you have been um, listening to me, Sunny Joy, and my fabulous first Friday co-host, Dr. Alessandra Duke with Benny on the board. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Benny. Thank you, Benny.